in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swam. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. Hey, what up? Welcome back. We're alive. For those who maybe don't I know. you know, missed us. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you just as much as, you know, you missed us. But uh, for those who don't know, Andrew and I caught food poisoning together from eating a beef wrap on a local Chinese spot across the street. And uh, I don't think I've ever been sicker. My stomach was in World War II. I, my stomach acid was Dude. like something from a nightmare. <laughs> Fuck Mama Lou. Yeah. Mama she Lou's. Did, she did us real dirty. I don't know what's up with you and your beef wraps. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to speculate what's going on in that kitchen, but let me tell you, that's not from this earth because of the stuff that was happening in my stomach. We were battling some demons in there. I mean, at some points we were texting each other like, is this ever going to end? Yeah. I felt permanent. <laughs> I felt like I was... A, We're running on like the 72nd hour of this thing of just literally just, might as well have just been peeing water <laughs> out of our butts for 72 hours. And I'm like, this is never ending. I mean, to the point where it's like, Lord, you're just saying prayers. You know, like when you're in a really bad situation. I don't even know who I'm praying to. Right. You're just sitting there and you're like, God, please. <laughs> if you can make this end, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll give up Starburst. I'll give up candy if you could just make this end. He didn't make it end. He he let that thing right out fully. Yeah, there were whatever we promised and whatever we'd say we'd give up, he called bullshit. And said, yeah. You're fucking dealing with this. Yeah, write it out, baby. <laughs> That's what you get for eating a beef wrap. And then I had like leave. gastritis on top of it too, which was just... That's no fun. Murderous. I, I don't even know how you got that. I mean, drinking. I mean, yeah, you, you name it. Sure. Hall Halloween party, you know. Uh... Uh, awful food, pizza, wings. I mean, every, yeah. anything under the sun, basically. You, you also just have some crazy stomach acid. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically a dragon. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You're like that big, uh, I don't know, like that chemical bath. That, yeah. Yeah, there we go. The vat, the chemical mm -hmm. vat. Yeah. You're throwing like a, you know, like a corpse in there and then bones but, just yeah, float just up to the top. Up and like a little <laughs> dust cloud. That's what it feels like. I feel like at just some point my stomach acid is just going to burn through my stomach and it's just going to fall out. Oh, it happened though. Yeah. It, it did. <laughs> it's just, it's tough for your boy sometimes out here. But anyway, some of my household chores, like, you know, like when I'm down, all chores, like, you know, that I do just stop. And like the house has to be held on because she's taking care of me. You right. Know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like now someone's got to make that chicken broth and rice dish. Yeah. For the third <laughs> night in a row. That's all I ate. I mean, I would have like toast, applesauce, a bunch of shout out to applesauce. I don't know where I went wrong and I stopped eating it, but shout <laughs> out to applesauce. Cause that are you, are you buying applesauce right now? My stock is an applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, I mean, it was just life saving. It was really good. And it just, it's sugary. 
and it's got fiber in it. And you're like, man, this this could be heaven sent from above with this one little treat here. But um, some of like, you know, our bigger chores we need to get done, um, like getting rid of our like table in the back and stuff like that, which we finally did. Um, I called like a junk guy. I saw his ad and he was driving around with his truck, like a number on the back, take a picture of it, give him a call. It's very nonchalant. Mm-hmm. I get like you're a home business and stuff, but like when you're this nonchalant, it gets worrisome for me. Yeah, like there's no sort of like formality to it. It's just kind of yeah. like, a, yeah, I'll just be by anytime on the yeah. on the 28th. And then like, if I don't make it, then I'll be like, be by on the 30th. Yeah, you're like, what? there's like no confirmation to what's going on. He answers the phone and goes, hey, you know, that's always jarring. You're like, no, hey, this is J&J's junk removal. Like, what's going on? <laughs> right. You know, like it was just, hey, I'm like, is this, uh, I saw like a sign. He's like, yeah. Text him. He's like, sure, I'll be there tomorrow at whatever, two. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you want pictures of the items? He's like, no. Just call it 60. We're good. Whatever you got. Like, All right. Well, that's not how it normally works. Normally, they want pictures of the items. Do you know how much they weigh? Because they all got to bring it to the junkyard for profit. Well, well, yeah. And then also, you got to know what the hell you're actually picking up. Right. Like, it could be just tons and tons and tons of stuff. Right. He didn't know. Thank he w- goodness, it's just a table and a couple chairs. He asked me. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I got. So okay. he calls me and he parks in the wrong section of like my complex. Of course. Which your, the, your, which complex does, is, your complex is confusing. Totally. And I, I told him not to park there and he's supposed to whip it around. He whips it around. I see him drive past my street. I'm mm. like, oh, I call him, doesn't answer. So I walk up. Call him again. He doesn't answer. I see him flip a Yui, come back down, wave at him. He waves back, just keeps driving past me, <laughs> turns left at the light. And I'm like, okay, he's got a truck. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable just whipping in like that. And then I wait five minutes, call him again. Now it's like three or four calls in a row, no call back. Text, text again. I mean, he's clearly and, here to pick up your stuff. Like, why can't he just pick up the damn phone? Right. You're not, clearly trying to help him out. And so I eventually I just go back inside. I'm like, dude, this guy is not coming back. And he just ghosts me the rest of the day, bro. That's doesn't, it? Doesn't call me back. Doesn't text me. He was here and does and just goes. That's bizarre. Oh, I that, know. I felt like I stood up date. I'm like, yeah. you were here. You <laughs> called me. So then I, at that point, he just, I just didn't like what he saw. He didn't like what he saw. <laughs> Hell, what's up, dude? That was so you got you, you sent off weird vibes with that wave at him, I guess. Yeah, he was like, I'm out. Oh, that's crazy to me. It's like, okay, clearly there's a reason why you're doing this as a job because you have no sign of, like, sort sure. of, I just texted him like, you well, know what? Apparently, maybe, this is a joke. Maybe he had a stomach flu. Maybe he had to go take a shit. Yeah. He had mama lose too, and he had to call it quits quickly. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, clearly, I like, kind of texted him, like, so clearly you're not coming back. Like, I found somebody else for the job who's much more professional. Thanks. Oh, you hit him with a text. Yeah. Papa's not holding back. No, I mean, like, he has my address, which maybe be a little sketchy, but this, I mean, that's crazy. Like, crazy for you to be here. Me tell you that you're in the wrong spot, like, like kindly. And then for you just to, like, ghost me and, like, make me wait. For you to like, sure. I mean, you could have been like taking time off work. You could have like had to drive home, whatever. Like, I'm sure you were working from home that day. Yeah, and so you know. no big deal. But 
you know, it's it's the uh, it's the formality of it, right? It's 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 saying that you're you're there and then you're just bailing, right? And you're I know you're here. Like I saw you. You drove past me. I right. looked at you. <laughs> you clearly just don't want to answer your phone. But anyways, it was just funny to be a little, you know, little fly on the wall for getting ditched on the date or sure, something. Sure. It was it was a nice little thing. Um, you know, before we got sick though, little little golf was played. Uh, you yep. and you, me, Chris and Cam went to a four man scramble on my birthday. You know, we didn't really bring it up cause we were just cooking on the last podcast so much that, uh, thought we'd talk about here, you know, um, a blast. I mean, if you guys haven't done a four man scramble with your buddies, it's always a good time to get out there and mix it up. I forget how much fun they are. You know, yeah, when you play with your friends. Yeah. You forget how much fun they are in the way that you can be part of a team in the golf setting. Totally. Which is awesome. Um, and like just, you know, the two-man events are, are awesome. I love those more than the singles because then, again, you're playing with someone, you're playing for someone. Even when you're playing bad, you can't just really, def- you know, give up essentially because sometimes, you know, the golf course, as we know, can really uh, can really steal your lunch money out there and, yeah, like, and, and, and ruin your day. So, yeah. so you can't just like, you know, fold it in and just, you know... Uh, and give up. You still got that, you know, that person to fight for. But the four-man scramble is really electric because then you can get some team celebration going. You got ever everyone working for a common goal is obviously just to go as low as possible out there. And it's uh, just such a different environment too. You know, like you're truly cheering for somebody else. Like when you hit a good shot, I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm like, well, fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I got to like match that like there's definitely i'm excited for you more than not because we're not in the same flight it's not my cash you're you know taken from but for sure still you're it's you're actually genuinely excited Mm -hmm. felt like the team was pretty even across all sides of how we were contributing to the team um you the driver was immaculate driver was cooking that dave i was hitting the ball pretty well very far a couple approach shots were kind of nice from the shorter distance that were that were pretty muddy and uh, you were really diming us. The the flat stick was just red hot. Yeah, Chris and I's flat stick was just cooking for the team. It was unreal. And um, the way we did it was we made a little switch up in the in the round. But you ended up putting um, second. Right after like what hole eight? Yeah, we did a mid, we did a mid. Uh Hole seven was when we uh, started switching it up. Actually, yeah, mid tournament switch because the boy started off real slow. Um, we vibes did. were down. We stole a birdie. Um, Chris stole an absolute birdie. Yeah, we were which two, we needed two under through six. Yeah, that's what we were. And then we just the boys turned it on with the switch. We ended up switching up orders and irons. Um, switched up the order uh, with putting, and that helped out. We never looked back tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam with some, I mean, absolute clutch. Cl- I mean. Clutch, clutch, like iron. No one on the green, no shot as even being close to even looking at something. That's what, eight feet? Eight feet, yeah. Ten feet. Stuffs it in Middle there. of the green to give us a two-putt to like get us out of there. We steal one. Mm-hmm. Multiple times that happened. Um, and Chris just bombing, bombing putts. He had a guy, like, he had about, what, two 30-footers? Yeah. I mean, just w- dropped one in for eagle from like 35, 40 feet, dude. That was ridiculous. Yeah, we, he made Double like... Double breaker down the hill, just center of the cup, perfectly weighted. Yeah, it was... There's The flat stick for Chris was just so hot. And, of course, his long irons and his irons are always just 
super reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a blast to go do. It was a fun little birthday. Then we went back and had some um, heritage barbecue. Yeah, dude. Which is a Michelin star barbecue place. Legit. That is Legit. Um, local dust in San Juan Capistrano. That's the, uh, I mean, we've talked about food on here quite a bit, but talking about perfecting or like making something to the fullest or to the, to its best form. Um, really the couple of things is like boil and bake was the other one that we talked about where like, which that, I had, Oh, well you did, we need to talk about that. Yeah. How'd you love it? I loved it. I thought it was great. I walked in, I got a couple. Oh cr- yeah. You ended up getting a dozen donuts or sorry, a dozen bagels when you went over yeah. and hung out with your mom's. That's right. Yeah, I did that. We did some sandwiches, different sandwiches. Okay. Madison got one that was like a pickled tomato, mm-hmm. um, thicker bacon, uh, chive cream cheese. And it was just like, I mean, it's perfect. And what you're getting for like the price is actually not that bad either. Like, I think we like a sandwich there is like 13 bucks. Yeah, it's really but good. That's a, that's a homemade bagel, hyper local. Yeah, it's local, like locally sourced. Right. They like, they know where the eggs are coming from. They pick the farm, they cure their own um, salmon. Yeah. They like make their own sausage in house. You know, like there's a lot going into it. Yeah, this isn't just a, uh, a mom like walk in shitty bagel place. Right. I love bagels or whatever. This this is a legit bagel place. They're going all out for it. So that's cool. Did you like it as much as maybe I did? I was giving it some really high praise. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, I would have to go back when I'm like, you know, kind of just me have a sandwich, kind of check it out more. I mean, it was awesome. It's the best bagels I've had. Yeah. I mean, hands down, right? right? It's tough to do bagels out here for whatever reason. We don't have a really good bagel spot. And I got one that we just opened up, that boil and bake. It's like a five-minute drive for my place. Right. And then, like, I've had homemade bagels in New York because it's not so uncommon in New York. Right. They do a lot more, like, homemade doughs and drops. So, like, I've had really good bagels and cream cheese before. But it's just nice to have something, finally, that's local. Um Bagels are always good. I don't know how great a bagel can be. Sure. At the end of the day, I, I would agree with the same thing with bread. Bread's always great. Like bread's always good. Mm-hmm. There's really great bread, like homemade stuff, homemade butter. That's like an elevated, but it's also not like it's not going to change your life, right? You know. So I feel a bagel can be similar in that aspect. Like yeah. best bagel sandwich I've had for sure. Best bagels, luckily, no doubt. Like I would definitely go back. It's a an amazing place. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, it's not, it's not heritage barbecue. Yeah. Slap like, you around kind of food. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think Boyle could be, could get a Michelin star. It, they're, they're amazing at what they do. I think they I could really certainly do. be on the list. It's just, it's also just breakfast. It's so, it can only be so much, you know, mm-hmm. where heritage barbecue, like we were, you know, we had, um, it's just crazy guy. Went and learned Texas style barbecue from Texas. Came here during COVID, opened up his shop. Um, he does like California takes on barbecue. So I'll be like green chili, hatch green chili mac and cheese mm-hmm. with like uh, brisket beans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he also does some like, uh, doesn't he do Mexican style? And barbecue kind of hybrid, like a little combo together. Like, does yeah, he do know. tacos? He does tacos. He yeah. does a lot of sandwiches and bami. So he's 
kind of changing the game definitely here in you know Orange County. There's there's a couple places like that in LA, um, but the lines are slammed. They're far and few between in LA as well. Um, this guy's killing it. The place is always slammed. There's always a good vibe, even during the week, dude. Yeah. I've heard people uh, wait in line. You have to get there like at, I think, it, whatever. I don't know off the top of my head, but it opens up at 11. You yeah. got to be there like at 1030 during the week. Just do the pickup. Yeah, the pickup is great. Just do the pickup. Madison was all time and like had the perfect amount of food, like a pound of every single meat or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. And we got a little spread of everything. Got to try everything and... Is the pickup like literally just you place it on online and then you just go in to the, the window? And just pick it up. You just don't get some of the specialty items. Which so is if fine. you're looking like to get a taco, you're not going to get a taco. If you're looking to get a bami, you're not going to be able to get a bami. But you can get the mac and cheese, the beans, like the coleslaw, the potato salad. Great. That's, you know, the meat and the, potatoes of the whole thing. You made coleslaw for us, which was fire. Like, I don't, coleslaw doesn't get any better than that. It was, yeah, I, I, love, I love that recipe. It's really, it's, really great. With the green apple, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you really, like, if just you making cold slaws, such a better experience than us buying or getting it from anywhere. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's fun, too. It's easy to throw together, and then you can kind of customize it however you want, because for me, I'm kind of a little bit, I'm, I'm picky when it comes to coleslaw. Yeah. Me personally. It, it needs to have like some bite. It can't be too creamy. It's got to be crunchy. It's got to bring something. Yeah. When it's the all mayo yeah. situation for me, it, it might as, I mean, I don't <laughs> want any of it. Yeah. Mayo, Get mayo it out. a lot of mayo for me in general is tough. Yeah. I don't love You know why? Mayo. It's because it's got an eggy taste. That's yeah. what it is, dude. It's, it's got an eggy be, taste. Right? Yeah. I mean, when you have mayo on a sandwich, it, I can taste quote, like the egg, essentially, because I don't usually eat a lot of mayo and then I like throw it on like heavy on a sandwich. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of mayo going on in there. Like, yeah, it's not my favorite uh, topping. You got to put it on there, mm-hmm. especially for a drier sandwich. You got to do it in such a great vehicle for other flavors. Totally. That's what I use it for. Sure. I'll give, like. me, give me a chipotle aioli, though. Oh, yeah. I love how they call it aioli. You throw, you throw mayo into something and now it's an aioli. <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're like a chipotle aioli fire. Um, I'll throw like pickled onions in it with like salt and pepper. Sure. And cup. Oh, bomb. Um, so yeah, yeah, San Juan's Capistrano, dude. Um, that spot is slinging out some ridiculous barbecue. What a great place it would be to live down there. Yeah, it'd be really fun. It's like if whoever hasn't been there, I mean, all of our listeners have been there. It's not like we're talking to somebody from... Australia. Yeah, if you're visiting from uh, out of the area, yeah. hopefully one day maybe you pop this episode in. I don't know. So, give us a like and follow and you won't miss any more content. Like and follow, subscribe into the cabbage on all major <laughs> platforms. Um, actually, you know, this is a good time for a little ad break. Top Notch Salon for all your haircutting needs. Please visit Vicky Hatter for a 10% off discount code. And as you know, she really does distribute the best haircuts. Men's, women's, young, old, She's got it all. She's a great person to talk to. Please visit Vicki Hatter as she helps us stay in California. Love Top that. Top-notch salon. Love that, buddy. Love that. You got a little ad for us over here? And the Cabbage is brought to you by Johnny Walker. Mm. The black label, the red label, the blue label, you name it all. Just like in the Cabbage Pod, we cover all the topics and they got wow. a taste for you. Whatever you want, whatever you need, they got it at all times. What's your favorite label? Live bold. Live generously. Wow. Johnny Walker. You're a blue guy. 
I wish. I ain't got it like that. <laughs> You're a blue guy Fuck, for sure. bro. That, hey, a bottle of that, I think, is like 250 Yeah, and I at think. that point, I don't know how uh, much it is. 150 It's a lot. I don't know. There's also the green label. There's also the gold label. That, and, like, I'm a black label. Right. That's, that's, your, that's your standard 12-year-aged scotch. It, 40 bucks? 50 bucks? It's, yeah. I mean, for a, for a bottle of it, it's about 35 yeah, you go. If you get it on sale, you get it for like twenty. Yeah, that's great. Some of the stuff over there I got. You know, you could just have it. Um, some I don't know. I like drier finishes with my with my whiskey with I my like, alcohol. I like my whiskey with cranberry. <laughs> the maraschino. You're just there for the maraschino cherries. I'm there for the maraschino cherries. You like a Manhattan. Love Manhattan. You love those. Love old that's fashions. A, that's a rye whiskey. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. But if we're just going to have it straight, I, I love uh, a Johnny Walker. Can have, you know, three, four drinks of that, no problem. Then it's not over the top for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. If, I, if I'm going to divulge. And, you know, we're coming into the winter months here. So who knows? Who knows? But yeah, if you're traveling in the area, get your haircut by Vicky uh, over at Top Notch and go get yourself some Heritage Barbecue, and check out the San Juan Hills uh, or San Juan Capistrano because it's a cool little area down there. Absolutely. It's like a mission. One of, one of the California's oldest missions. Super vibey. Is down there, right in the middle of the city. It's great. Really good bakeries. Awesome bakeries, awesome restaurants, really amazing Mexican food. Mm -hmm. um, great coffee shops. It's just definitely, but the homes are going to cost you, you know. 1.5 mil, no problem. Close your eyes, throw a rock at some. Oh, yeah. It's 1.5 mil. I make a joke actually recently. Um, <laughs> if you leave that garage door, the, the fee is $100. Yeah. And it's just the new Orange County tax fee. Everything is just so goddamn expensive. This thing, <laughs> every time you step out that door, <laughs> it's $100. I always, be, I always tell Madison, if you leave this place, it needs to be worth it because it's going to cost you 100 bucks guaranteed wherever you're going. Careful. You pull up your phone, you don't leave, you might drop a hundred bucks on Postmates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now it's just like, you know, at this point, it's just ridiculous. It's like a hundred dollar fee. I was talking to the guy who's doing like my junk removal, the second company called. Uh-huh. We're joking around. He's like, man, I, you know, I'm bringing my wife on vacation for her birthday and we're just going to go to my dad's house. It's like, that's going to be in Idlewild, which is like a, you know, country area. You can go ATVing and stuff. He's sure. Like, I would love to bring her somewhere else, but I can't find a break right now. I'm like, buddy, I I leave here, it's a hundred dollars. And guess how much I'm giving you right now? Hundred dollars. <laughs> did, did you actually yeah, say that? Like, you just you got my hundred dollars for the day. He started to laugh. Um but you know, shout local businesses. That doesn't hurt as bad, you know, sometimes for whatever reason. Yeah. I can't stand going into Target and walking out of that place with like 160. Makes me want to jump off a roof. Yeah, dude, it's tough. I guess at that point you're like, what? What's in here? What? I remember like when my parents would go and spending a hundred dollars down something was like monumental, was a big deal. Like that's a hundred dollars, big deal. That's all of our money. I remember it was like one Christmas in particular. We were like, we're trying to get like razors, right? Oh yeah, and when, when razors were a thing, yeah, those were ninety nine ninety nine, and oh, I was yeah. like, I don't know, I don't even, and I wanted the one with the little like you know spoiler on it, but the one like the you know the wheelie uh, prevention, yeah. and it was like one twenty nine. I was like, too expensive, too expensive. That's what way, way too way much. Made of money, 
when those razors would kick back and hit you in the shin. Oh my God. (laughs) We played, uh, we played the dumbest game growing up, but it was so much fun. What was it? It was spin the razor in a circle and jump over it. No, that that's just that's stupidity. That's just murder. Yeah. (laughs) What would you? What was your? uh, I wouldn't have shins if we played that. No, we played razor soccer. That's kind of you have enough people in the neighborhood to do that. Yeah. Um, In our cul-de-sac. I feel like you grew up in a really cool cul-de-sac. It it was fun. We had um, let's see, buddies at the end. Deaners actually at the other end. On the non-cul-de-sac side, then we had like the V-Rags and we had a couple of buddies over and then we're, now we're cooking with like eight people. That's great. That's four cool. on four, like razor soccer. I didn't really have a crazy cul-de-sac like that. Mm. The cul-de-sac was great. It was, it was really fun when we were growing up because we played a lot of like cops and robbers. We played a lot of like freeze tag, hide and go seek. We played a ton of that stuff all the time. Do you ever see kids doing that type of stuff anymore? I bet you if you were in a cul-de-sac, I bet you kids are still doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, but everyone's just, you know, throwing down on Fortnite. And yeah, why Why would you go play kick kick the can when you can go inside and... Kick the, what a legendary game, kick the can is. Kick the can was a great one. Great one. Great one. Kick the can. See, you know what? I, 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 I love the, all those games, but like, you know, when you have the ease of... Hopping online and just game with your buddies, that's in it's a really good, fun alternative. I mean, it's great. As soon as we got into video games, it was game over for a majority of our Yeah, of but our we were lives. also playing high school sports. But like when you're younger, yeah, I sometimes, you know, break it up a little bit. Go out and shoot some hoops. Go play uh, pool basketball all yeah. the time. Game Goated. with buddies. Toothpick. Great. Unbelievable game. Ping pong if someone's got a table. Yeah, that's great. I can spend, you know, give me an afternoon on there. Beer pong when you get into high school. Yeah. Played so much beer pong. We was, uh, yeah, we played way too much. It's I'm so over it. You got me, you got me for maybe a game. It's maybe. Just so much beer pong. <laughs> I don't, you know, quite frankly, I don't really even care. I don't have the attention span for it. Not anymore. <laughs> just don't. Not anymore. Unless, especially when you both are playing bad. We play, yeah, we're both playing bad. Just when clank. the other team's playing bad and you're, they're clanking, you're clanking. Then it gets, I like playing the way we play, which is essentially just vanilla. No bounces, balls back, same cup, three cup. Yeah. One island per person. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, four corner guy. I don't like four corners. Not titties. Four no. corners. <laughs> yeah. Four corners, not my thing. Where you like shoot and pass, shoot and pass, too much movement. See, that's fun. I'm going to do it. I need rapid fire. Yeah, too much movement. Uh. I like the rapid fire on that aspect. I like uh, beer die is probably the best one now for a beer. Yeah, that is solid. That's solid. Beer die is a good one. That takes forever too. But, you know, then you get people way more athletic than me willing to sacrifice their body. (laughs) (laughs) You do laying out on concrete. I'm not willing to do it. No. you know, switching gears here, talking about some athletic things. Let's talk about the most athletic, maybe not athletic person of all time, but me and argue, which would be Wemby on the Spurs right now. Yeah. Um, making his NBA debuts and update like he's not letting anyone down. I think he's exactly where people thought he would be coming into the league. He looks great. It almost looks like he's over. I think he's like overachieving right now. A little uh, bit. Um. The dude's 19. Dude, that's crazy to think about. The dude is 19 years old. That's crazy to think about. He's a f- freshman in college, technically. Yeah. 
I think he's doing great. Um, I mean, he's been called the next LeBron James of a sport, so you'd hope that man comes in and does that type of stuff. But being 19, you forget how young he is from how tall he is. Yeah, totally. For whatever reason. The dude's been acting like he's 25 years old from the age of like 16 because he's was growing up playing professional basketball over in France and he's getting media trained and like he's going to like class for that stuff. Oh, your full-time job's that now. Yeah. You don't go you don't go to normal school anymore. You get homeschooled, you barely do the work. The rest of it's basketball year-round. It's, and it's media tons training. of rehab. It's ton like because you're growing so much. You need to do tons of stretching, tons of rehab, tons. He He's extremely flexible. The dude can like touch his heels. You know, that's that's crazy. So so flexible. And I think that's just the prototypical next tall athlete. You're like long the days of like an unathletic big man not moving because it's a very simple recipe. You just need to be extremely flexible. Mm -hmm. And you and you have to work at it. It's not just like a wake up out of your bed and ten minutes of stretching. He probably does easy. two hours. Yeah, I was gonna say easy hour every day on just like mobility, range of motion. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's basically a yogi. We're, he's working on his body probably two to three hours every day, just as much as he's working on his game. Yeah, mm -hmm. his day probably is like eight hours ball. That's I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something right because the yeah. man is coming out. Firing. I heard a stat actually. Um, he is the most efficient fourth quarter player in the NBA right now. At 19 years old. Mm -hmm. That's um terrifying. It's like clutch. It, he's shooting like 68% from the field. He's blocked, you know, whatever he's doing, however they Measuring matrix, yeah, metrics, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know how they figure it out, but points scored and blocks and all these kinds of stuff. You know, he's the most efficient uh, player rating in the fourth quarter right now in the NBA. I mean, being 19 years old and doing that and having like moving out of your country and he's all he also the limelight. Yeah, it's nuts, and he also went up against Kevin Durant, which is probably one of his most you know. Highly thought after. It's probably his guy. Yeah. It's the guy he like, you know, he, he talks about re resembling his game based off of Kevin Durant. And he goes yeah. to work on this man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, he does put his work in, doesn't he? Yeah. And I mean, like, it kind of like, you know, not didn't poop on Durant, but like, you know, those Spurs beat the Suns. I was watching some highlights and stuff, but like, yeah, it's crazy. Suns are a good team this year. They're going to be really scary. Yeah, they are. Well, they didn't have Bradley Beal. They didn't have uh, Booker. Booker when they were playing them. But still, like, you know, the, the Suns overall are just really solid. It's going to be fun to watch them come down um, the line here in the playoffs. Do you think, um, I know it's super early, but why not, you know, throw a little take out there? What, uh, where do you think? if Wemby can keep this up and relatively like injure free for, you know, until the age of 32 or whatever, mm -hmm. where, where do you, where do you see him kind of landing? Is he going to, how many championships? How wow. great is he going to be? I think he needs to get off Popovich's team. Yeah. I don't think the Spurs are the organization that can house a talent like this. Uh, I think it's great for his early career success. I don't think he'll be very successful in his early career. I don't see the Spurs even getting close to a championship. I mean, they're terrible. They're it, terrible. It's no knock on the on the Spurs, but they're awful. I mean, so like, I just don't think the like the coach 
Popovich is the guy anymore. Um, he needs to get to a, a organization that can support his talent and have the capital behind him to pay him plus other people. That's a very small market. Um, so I could see him struggling for the next like three to four years pretty heavily. Um, unless the Spurs make a great in season sure. trade. Sure. Um, I mean, he might, he might dominate though and bring a couple guys to him or, um, you know, he might be just quietly putting up 25 and, and 14 for the next two to three years. Right. Which easy. Um, 32, he'll be a Hall of Famer if he keeps it up where he's at. Yeah. He'll have a couple. I don't think he'll have more than LeBron or um, or MJ. Okay. I don't think it's even possible anymore. I don't know. It's hard to think of that like a team can be that dominant and a player can be that crazy again. it's. I mean, it might depend on uh, how much money he, he takes. He takes up a ton of the cap space. They're not going to be. It's going to be really tough to formulate a team around. If he truly cares about just winning, like he says he like he says he does, then he'll take a cut. Right, but it's different when maybe when you're getting that that million 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 dollar contract. I think at I think at twenty six he'll be so rich that at that point he could just be like, I'll take a hit. Sure. At twenty six he'll be so filthy rich it won't even matter. I think he needs to go to like Golden State. I would love to see him over at uh, Miami Heat. He would be another great one. With Spolstra. I mean, I would love to say the Lakers, but there's no chance he becomes a Laker. It's just the Lakers can't get players like that anymore. Even though it would be perfect, it just the pressure of it might be too crazy. I don't, I don't see him in Boston. He doesn't seem like a Boston guy. Um, I would say Golden State and uh, Miami. Me cool. Miami would be great because it's, you know, a bit more of a – Diversity. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the coach is great. The GM's great. Um, they've had insane superstars. They just know how to deal with. Yeah, they know how to deal with egos, superstars, fame. Who Massive doesn't love who media doesn't, who market? Yep. It's yep. not as crazy as LA, though. I I mean, let's talk about this real quick. Why can't the Lakers and LA in general seem to mass? The attention for athletes as we once did. The Lakers are getting older, like, but, I mean, we had our time in the sun. AD isn't like, you know, uh, has never been the second best player in the NBA. And at the time, definitely wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, LeBron, massive talent, but out of his prime. Even though he's playing insane still and is very much an amazing player, but when he came to the Lakers was... Not LeBron, LeBron of old. Yeah. Um, Dodgers can't get past to get a championship going. Angels suck. Ducks are finally turning it around. But, like, it feels like the L.A. market is having, a, especially the Lakers, having a hard time, like, attracting people to it. Yeah, I didn't actually think about that. And it actually, that's kind of happened for a while now. It's been going on where, like, people just don't want to be a Laker. And I don't know if it's, but they're they're okay with being a Clipper. I don't so know. So that tells you something. It's like, hey, well, is it L.A. or is it the Lakers? And why can't the Lakers? I mean, we're the top two organization in basketball. Yeah, Celtic Lakers. Mm -hmm. um, you could argue it's me, the biggest, one of the biggest teams in the world. Sure, Yankees, Lakers, Dallas. Yeah. Um, no, totally. It just doesn't make sense it's, to me. Why we can't? 
get some people. I mean, we can speculate all we want, but I, yeah, again, I just have no idea. And whenever we get players, we seem to always get them when they're 34 years old, not 27. Yeah. And they're prime, ready to go, happy to be here. We don't have, we haven't had like our coach, like Miami has their coach. All these organizations have their coach. We haven't had our coach since Phil. You know, yeah, I and know. it's been tough. And I don't think Ham is the guy either for the job right now. And no. I don't, I don't know if that's on him. It's so hard to coach LeBron, which is historically one of the problems. Um, but I just don't, they're just not coming out hot. They don't seem that they want to play for him. Um, yeah, I know. We all don't, do. I saw another stat today. We're like down... I think down 80 teams are scoring, like outscoring us in the first quarter. Yeah. It's like something absurd. It's something absurd. And why can't like, you know, and it's just Lakers go through a year where the coach comes in, we do a great job. Then, it, you know, he falls off the next. I just don't think him is the coach. I think he'll be a great coach. Once he leaves the Lakers, he'll find a team that he can invest his young talent in. He'll grow. It's a classic Lakers. It's tough. I feel like we gotta, we gotta find you. Gotta find a guy for the job, and you gotta stick with it. I think the turnover rate is part of the problem. Turnover rate can't shoot threes. We start out cold, we get so, the ball, oh, away, and we get down to a deficit, and then it's two man. That's sorry, I was two. talking like the turnover rate for like coaches. Oh yeah, that too. Like it takes a couple years to get your full system going, get the guys you need to play in your system and then to actually have it come to fruition. So this is year three now for Darman Ham, right? Um, or is this year two? This is year, year two. two. This is year two for Darman Ham. Yeah, year two. So if, if Darman Ham's the guy and you like him that much, regardless of what we think, like we got to stick with him for like at least four years. Give him another couple. Well, you gotta give. You one. gotta give him it. Like that's that's part of the problem. I think with some of these like sports, you know, franchises. If you truly think that this guy is the guy to lead your team to a championship, or at least get you to, he took us to the West Conference Finals last year. Yeah, but it's just like they, but they sucked before that, and we squeaked in. Right. And his rotations have never been good. He's never had great rotations, even in the playoffs. There was issues. Yeah. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. And I if, uh, like I'm saying, if you after this year, if you think that it's him, then I I think that's where you got to commit. You got to commit. You got to commit. We got we got to find a coach. We just don't. I don't think we have a coach with that X factor. Yeah, it's true. Like you know, I don't know. But you can tell when a good coach comes in to your building. There's something about it. There's an energy on the team. Consistent play. You know, when you have those type of people in the building. I mean, while we're on the subject, is we can just roll right on over to the Raiders because that's a little hot topic right now. Absolutely. With, with um. You know, Josh, Josh McDaniels getting fired, yep. ex-Patriot, Belichick um, guy. A guy that you just don't want leading your team. He's clearly not that guy. He's no good at all. Fired, and they also fired the GM, fired that coach. And then actually kind of cool thing is that uh, Antonio Pierce, he was coaching the linebackers at the time, but um, grew up over in the L.A. area, over in the Orange County area. And uh, I know your brother was like playing some football with Played. with his son. Yeah, his son was a baller. If you were wondering, 
how good his son was. I'm sure. I knew that Timmy's team was um, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, and mm. at that time, they were the best uh, kids team. Yeah, they were undefeated. They never lost a game. They were balling. Uh, meanwhile, my team couldn't win a game. Never won a play. Like, did, never. Did you play for the Cowboys? Yeah, twice. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't really uh, know that you played for. The, I know you played tackle. When you were younger, not for the Cowboys, though. Yeah, I played for the Cowboys, which I now realize is like a very elite. Yeah. Oh, it's t- it's it's top of the line. Yeah, very elite football team. Like, um, it's not really going out there and you're going for fun. You're going out there and it's you're cracking helmets. At yeah. Like the age of nine, ten. Yeah, it was tough. Oklahoma drill. Yeah. And you have to also make weight as well. Yeah, there was cuts. There's like weight limits and like there's. Did you I, play Cowboys? No, no, no. Parents wouldn't let me. That's such a great call by your dad. And, your and, all, and also uh, my brother played. But yeah, I also just didn't have a big interest when, in it when I was growing up like that. Yeah, you have to really, I don't know. My dad just threw me in it. Um, I'm sure maybe as a kid, I was like, I want to play football. I want to play football. But of course, when they saw me, they ate me up. I started offense and defense. Great. On uh, the line? On the line. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Not out wide. Not out wide <laughs> with like other, you know, very athletic, you know, darker skinned people on the, playing wide receiver right. players on our team. <laughs> I was like one of the, you know, token white kids on the line, stuff like that. Um, I just remember our teams being monsters, but my, my like middle school team was awful. We got crushed. We sucked. Mm. We were one of the worst teams in the league. I don't think we won a game during the season. But then playoffs came because everyone makes playoffs. You guys turn it up? The, we beat the number one seed. Oh, my God. It was like Crenshaw. Damn. Or something, which is just insane. They, We just, our running back couldn't be stopped. He just, he ran probably like 175 yards that day and like two tutties or three tutties or something. Special. So really cool. But yeah, it, anyways, that was a good little segue um, down memory lane. There but you go. Anthony Pierce. Uh, his his pops Antonio Pierce. It, it's just kind of cool to see a uh, a local legend actually, you know, manning a franchise. Yeah, it's and pretty steps cool. in, and it they seemed the entire team seemed to actually have like much more of a gravitational pull. They actually looked like they wanted to play. You know, it was like tw- I don't know what the score was at halftime, but I remember looking at. I thought it was like twenty one zero when they're playing. The, the boys Giants. were buzzing. And they should be. They have a really good team. Dude, the Raiders have an unbelievable team. They have a really good all-time running back, one, two amazing wide receivers. Their quarterback now looked great. The rookie they brought in. O'Connell, O'Connell yeah. O'Connell looked great, commanding the offense really well multiple times, did some shifts, and just did it perfectly. Five yard outs to Devontae Adams. Just let him catch the ball and let him work another two or three yards for you every time with that stiff arm. And because their D line and their defense in general is just pretty damn solid. I know yeah, they you Crosby know, out there, maybe a defensive player of the year. I think so. The dude is a menace. He doesn't come off the field. No, he's he's all time. I just was listening to a podcast with him on it about. Um, oh, was it the um, Bussin with the Boys Bussin? guys? Shout out to Bussin. I started listening to that today, actually. Uh, great podcast. Um, one of the rumors going around that is McDaniels and um, the new head coach. New head coach brought up the Giants being the Patriots, and I guess McDaniels told him not to bring up the Patriots in the middle of the meeting. And that's when everyone was like, all right, dude. Like, it's time for him to hit hit the road. I guess the talks, he said the talks were extremely tough and very emotional and some of the real, most real talks he's ever had in his life. 
is what Max Crosby said about the team meeting. Um, I heard what? rumors that there was players and coaches saying they don't like seeing his face in the morning, the head coach. We're talking about Josh McDaniels? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, you could tell they just don't play football the way it currently is. He's never been a good coach. Even when they brought him on, he wasn't a good coach. He did awful as the last organizations he even helped out. Terrible, like, yeah. Just an awful signing uh, for a market that arguably could be one of the biggest in sports right now. Uh, Vegas was buzzing as a market. They really are. And they got a brand new stadium. Stadium's Lost. awesome. Right they, in the heart of they Las got, Vegas. They got the Golden Knights over there that are absolutely... Crushing it. Crushing everyone in the in the... You know, in the league. Besides the Ducks, Co-Ducks. Yeah, baby. Anaheim. Quack, quack, quack. Come on now. They uh, gave them an L. And um, they also have the F1 race that's coming over there. So Vegas is really coming up big right they're now. They're bringing baseball, guaranteed soon. Yeah. And then they're going to bring a basketball team. So they're they're just legitimately, the Sphere, which I've been um, in Vegas too, has been voted like one of the best. Have uh, you seen some of those clips, dude? Yeah. Crazy! It's been voted one of the best things USA has um, ever built in like a like a century or a decade. Oh my god, that thing is special! Like we just haven't built anything cool in a really long time. We just popped this out into a awesome area. Vegas is slowly becoming a place I'm ready to move to. Yeah, yeah, you've been, you've been saying it. I'm ready to become a desert rat. Catch me in Vegas. I'll be a country club member. You go to a, you go to a basketball team out there. You put a basketball team out there. That is. You, you might as well just, you know, head on out. Head on out. Uh, head on out. Be, that'd be my second team behind the Lakers. It'd be great. Sports betting all the time? Oh, not have to worry about these apps. Just become a hockey sports better is all I'm going to do, to be honest. Like your mean, boy is red hot in hockey. Cooking. Cooking. I mean, hitting like 14 parlays with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you laugh. I mean, I'm laughing, but we were two. You were, you were two teams away out of the 14-team parlay. Yeah. What was it? What a dollar down? A dollar down to win like two grand? Two grand. And we were and like two teams off. Missed on two of them. I know. It's 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 just crazy. Um, it's cool to see. I don't know what it is when a co head coach gets fired and the boys are buzzing. It's crazy to see that because you're like, wow, that guy really really caused some issues for that team. I think the head coaching position really does I doesn't I know it doesn't get overlooked for us because we we're kind of we can kind of maybe pick up on that. I mean, it, the head coach is such, such a huge, crucial part of any team. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Even what if it's baseball? Yeah. The, the, it's the, it's the manager. It's the presence. It's the aura. It's the culture. It's how you like go about your business every day. Totally. How you feel about your job. Like it really resonates through and through. So it I is a very important position for that. But who do you think out of major sports teams, who has the most important, who's the like head coach the most important in? Like football to me is number one. The head coach is insanely important. Um, followed up that with um, hockey. Yeah. Basketball, baseball. Ba yeah, baseball's got, or sorry, basketball's got to be up there because you could turn a... A, a fairly average team and you can turn them into a good to great team. Like, let's talk about the Miami heat, what they did last year. 
yeah, if you have a really good coach, Spolstra, he can basically bring a bunch of dogs and rabid beasts out. And <laughs> I mean, they're still, to the they're still professional players, but like, no, but like, I, you throw anyone in front of that man, I feel like he's going to make it work. He can make it work. Yeah. He knows part. He knows how to get the most out of his players. So, it's like, Phil used to be able to do that. Um, Steve Kerr right now can do that. I feel like you play anyone in Golden State right now. They can basically get to the playoffs. Now, will they always be the same team? No. But um, it's just, you know, it's cool to see head coaches like that mm-hmm. um, do well. And I'm glad the Raiders. Raiders are a fun organization right now. So it's nice to see them get going a little bit Agreed. personally. Agreed. Um, I thought it was also a really cool interaction as well when um, – you know, the whole Josh Dobbs trade was happening this past week as well. Oh, another great story. And what a cool story for a guy to get traded midweek on Tuesday. He flies into Minnesota from Arizona and Kevin O'Connell is coaching this guy up. And I don't know. I heard like a quote saying like, do you even know who these guys like names are and everything? He's like, ah, that's for next week. Right. And Kevin O'Connell sits down and teaches him the entire like playbook. And he's like, put it in all these extra hours and working super hard. Starts the game on Sunday, throws a game winning touchdown drive um, with like, I don't know, six seconds left. Dog. To go up on the Falcons. Dog. Unreal move by him. And I don't know. He's a very, very intelligent guy. Do you know that he's also like part of like NASA and he does like yeah he got selected, selected to do like a mission next year like aerospace engineering and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's incredible what he's able to do some guys just have it all huh really do it's um it's awesome to see him come in and do so well and and um he's kind of been a journeyman already yep um, a lot of quarterbacks are if you're not elite. Yeah, if you're not elite and have a team that's willing to commit, and even then, like even if you are elite, it can really also just matter about who you have on your team at yeah. that point, who your coach is. Does this organization fit with how you want to play? Because I feel like the Bears right now have something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I feel like if you put Justin Fields on any other team, he'd be balling out right now. He's actually gone out to the press and said that they're not coaching me very well and they're asking me to do things that I am not comfortable with doing. Right. And then they basically made him apologize on TV. Yeah, he was saying that. You know, like had to go back and it's crazy that you have to like but he he played it right. He's like I am a I am your quarterback. I am a superstar talent and I'm letting you know that these guys are blowing it. And then they kind of changed it a little bit but they still suck. I hope he gets to a different team. But back to Dobbs. Um this maybe if he does well at this place, this could cement him uh, as a journeyman permanently, always making a couple of milli, maybe less, maybe close to a milli, being on different teams. If your guy goes down, you know you have a great backup. For sure. Um, I don't know if he's a starter. We'll have to see how the rest of the year goes. Yeah. A really decent team because Arizona is yeah. awful. You can't really get a good look at it. What's going on yeah, there? Arizona is, is just a big old pile of garbage. Welcome back, welcome back, Kyler Murray. Well, have fun dealing with that, dude. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, maybe he comes back, though, and he balls out and it shows you how good he is. Sure. Yeah, I know they were having some issues with the head coach in the past um, past couple of years, but I don't know if Josh Dobbs is a starter. Well, yeah, I, I think we're going to see that unfold over the next couple of weeks here, but 
I, I think you're right, buddy. I think um, he can cement himself. If Kirk Cousins ends up coming back, I think he's going to be 36 after this year, Kirk is. Wow. It's, you know. Doesn't come uh, back. I think they'd be, you know, if he can hold the team together and the coach, head coach likes them. You know, it's going to be tough for, but I feel like Kirk could go somewhere else and have a great, you know, end of his career. Two, three years. Totally. You know, give him, maybe give him a, ch- a chance at a title. Maybe give him to LA, go play for the Rams. Um, Chargers got their boys. Um, Chargers buzzing last night after beating the Jets. Defense yeah, that was looks huge. great. Uh, we're flying around to the ball. Um, who's that safety or? Derwin James. Oh my God. That man's crazy. Yeah, he's there's a reason why he only plays like seventy percent of the football games of out of a season. Yeah, man, just flies the ball. He's no regard for his body. Zero. He's just gonna fly to the ball and he's gonna throw his head into something. Enemy or friendly. He's coming in there with Downhill. his head down and just going coming in to blow something up. Yeah, he, something's happened. That man's lowering his shoulder, someone's breaking something. It's it's crazy. So the I I, I love him. The Nick Bosa, or sorry, the Joey Bosa last night was unbelievable. Played an unbelievable game last night. He was really flying in. Um, Khalil Mack was balling. And then, like, Tui Peloti is also, like, an unbelievable pickup for us. The D-line looked amazing. You know, the secondary, we have our issues, but Derwin James was looking great last night on just sideline to sideline making um, some run stops as well, too. So it was just crazy. Um yeah, I love that. Love uh, that for maybe us. a new offensive coordinator. Maybe that's what we need. The, well, I know you like our guy. We just got a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, but he doesn't look like he, he's really getting the boys going here. I know Herbie's still hurt, but it's not looking. Uh, you know, I know. Is it the offensive coordinator, or is the it weapons? Yeah, or is it the weapons? We're missing some weapons. You think missing yeah. some boys. We got I Keenan. Mean, he's great. Quentin Johnson. He's a vertical. He's a vertical guy. Great. We need another. We need a guy that's gonna you know be a little bit more all around. That's like a five ten, five eleven size, shifty and quick and fast. Just giving you the yards. Giving you some catches. That's Keenan Allen for us. That's great. But we got we're gonna need another Keenan Allen. We're gonna like you. He, he's he's thirty one. Yeah, you need like a Keenan Allen who can move. We need a Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Let's lock up a Garrett Wilson. Let's lock up a Jamar Chase. Oh, great. Let's lock one of those guys. Yeah, you just throw, you throw like it that. in an area. And then you get Keenan as your second and Quentin Johnson as your third option. That'd be great. Not a bad problem to have for sure. So, I don't know. I don't know if Staley's the guy. Who's that? That's our head coach. coach. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it... We'll see what... Uh, you know, the next upcoming weeks unfold here because I feel like you know, we got a little bit more life. It was a must win for the boys. And uh, thank God we got it too because it was awesome. Um, but we got Lions coming up and then we got Ravens coming up the week after. And so Ravens are, are buzzing. They look like they could win it all right now. They really do. They're a really solid team. And I, I think people are still looking past the Lions. I think the Lions are really good. I Lions, think they're, they're Ravens. They're a top 10 football team. And obviously you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, you got the 49ers, you got the Bengals, you know, there's, you got the Dolphins. The Dolphins too. It's going to be a fun little playoff. Well, a lot of really good teams this year. No one insanely dominant, which, you know, besides maybe the Ravens, but who knows with that? Any given week. 
Who knows? It's going to be fun to see a little playoff football, a little playoff ball. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Um, you know, actually, one last thing here. I wanted to say I watched a couple of animated movies um, over the weekend. I watched okay. Ninja Turtles, the new one, and I watched the new Spider-Man animated movie. Let me tell you, they are great movies. Whoever's doing the animation, the storylines of it, it's just really doing a great job. The music selected, the nostalgia you feel. Like, you just get different looks for it because it's animated. So, it's been great. Um, I was never big on the uh, um, Ninja Turtles when I was growing up. That wasn't huge for me. I don't know what was grabbing my attention elsewhere. Maybe I was a Mario guy. I a Mario guy. I don't know. You know? It, I liked the storyline of the Ninja Turtles. It was a good movie, but I didn't love... Because so the typical Ninja Turtles movie TV show back in the day was like them being like actually trained, very skilled mm -hmm. ninjas mm -hmm. from a mouse who like somehow lived at a dojo, or <laughs> but now lives in the or sewers. learned it and mm -hmm. then got touched by the goo and turned into a monster. This was like the the rat was their dad was like a scared. Mm -hmm rat and that's not how he portrayed them in the cartoon so it didn't portray as well but it's still great mm -hmm. i heard a little line from this um animated spider-man movie that made me cry though really gave me a little bar wow. for a parent um i don't know i'm resonating with uh parents a bit more now the older i get i really I'm like, my mom was at this age my dad was at this age like, sure do i feel like right now i could handle a kid it's like sure no and I'm sure my parents felt very similarly. Um, the long and the short of it is um, Spider-Man's about to make like some big decisions. He's 15 years old. And the, the parents can tell that their son is starting to drift. He's starting to become an adult, starting to do his own things, make his own decisions. Right. Um, that's when life kind of starts getting a little scary as a parent, I assume. Because now it's like hands off completely. 16, 17, 18, sure. that's when things get, you know. Yeah, I'm sure serious. handing over the keys and you got your license, you're like, hey, I want to be back. I just got to be back before curfew. Right. You don't see them anymore. You, they, they could keep you out of our life for the most part. So anyways, um, the mom's having a speech with her son. It's about to embark on this new journey. Sure. And she goes, you know, can you imagine like raising your son? raising a kid for 15 years. And every day you take care of this kid and they can't do anything without you. They can't like eat, they can't breathe. And you just know, and they become your best friend and you love them. And I did everything in my power to make sure this 15 year old was taken care of. And now it's your responsibility to take care of this 15 year old. Oh, and I was like, Oh, right in the feels like, and now it's your job to like, make sure this 15 year old understands. It's like welcomed and loved and you need to now take the so person she, she is telling this to who the her son she's like saying okay. to her son like now it's your responsibility to take care of this little kid Got that it. i've been taking care of for so long i see and it's Men such a great analogy for what parents must feel was like now it's your job to take care of the kid i've been taking care of for 15 years doing a great job at it so please don't fuck it up. Like, please, like, you know, take care of yourself. Got it. Like, I love you. Like, you should feel it. And I was like, damn. Just the way the mom was laying the bars out on me hit me right at the right moment. No, that's... I had a belly full of pasta. 
<laughs> and the Sunday scaries were hitting. No, that's actually uh it's a really that's cool a, way that's of, a really good way of thinking about it. I've never thought about it like that before. It's like it's um, your job for your, you know, for this kid to feel loved. Damn. It's your job to like let him feel welcomed. Now it's your job to take care of you. You kind of like, lost me because I thought he was she was handing her son over to whatever a school right. or whatever but he was she was talking to him in third person got it you, that's, yeah, she's like, that's where you lost job. me a little bit but. yeah like now she's talking to her son she's like now it's your job to take care of us and that must be i mean it's like a speech i want to give my kids one day it made it made that much like impact you can like i could feel it yeah it was crazy it was that's a really crazy cool. little thing um I've, you know um i i started i haven't added to this in a while but i started a note section and um it just whenever, for whatever reason, I started a note section. It's called like Munchkins or Little Ones or something like that. And it's just like very simple, very simplistic, like one-liners of just like a lesson that I thought maybe would be like very, very crucial or beneficial to like to like to like say to my kid eventually. And I just right. have, I'm gonna have, I have a running note section of it. I haven't added it to a while. I think I only have like three things written on there, and it's I don't I can't even tell you what it is off the top of my head. You know, something like don't ever let an opportunity, small or large, like you know, treat it all the same. That's what I kind of like opportunity, opportunity. For sure, but it doesn't uh, matter what it is. You know, something like that. You never know what it could be, right? Like, that's what my brother just clocked into his first time um, full-time job, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, was telling me, he's like, wow, this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, man, I remember, like, clocking into, like, your first nine to five. You know, I was in college when it happened. It kind of jars you. It kind of rattles you a bit because you kind of realize now you're you're this person. And it's it's going to happen to the foreseeable future. And I think sure. wish I would have thing like I would have done as a kid been like, um, tell myself that would doesn't matter what opportunity you're currently in, you can make it what you want of it. Mm -hmm. You just have to work extremely hard. And um, I was kind of trying to tell him that, like this, you know, this isn't your life. Turn it into a positive. Take a positive spin on it because this isn't right. who you're gonna be. But you need the experience to grow. And, he, and I said, it's only gonna get better. And he's like, why is that? Because like you're gonna grow in your career. You're gonna grow in your experience. It's going to get better because you're going to find routine and you'll learn to love a routine. Like you'll learn to love to like work out on Monday nights and then go see your best friend and you'll learn to love to like record a podcast on Tuesday and you'll look forward to these things and you grow into an adult and it seems awful in the moment. I just like mundane, boring, right. you right. know, but you'll, you know, you'll find and I would, you know, I told him just. You find opportunity for growth and career. Maybe you stress yourself out and overcome an adversity. Maybe you have to give presentations and you're terrified of that. You work on your um, social skills. You work on creating new um, connections at work, outside right. of work. You cherish more time. You cherish your time outside of your work more. You start to really Whatever. fall in love with the little things in life. Sure. I think that's kind of what it is to be an adult. You just learn to... You know, when you're a kid, you don't need to, like, cherish the little moments because everything's so big and massive because it's mm -hmm. all new. Mm -hmm. And you, you think this is just going to be how your life is. And then the older you get, you realize it's not. And so when you have these moments, you do these things, you learn to appreciate way more, like going on vacations or seeing your friends or 
doing their certain things is always more important now. So kind of trying to tell them that, you know, I think those like one liners are cool. What else you got in the munchkin list? Yeah, here? I don't know. I, I, know? I, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I got to add, add to that actually. It's, it's been a little while. Maybe we have two things. You ever, but, um, um, do you and Kay ever do this, um, like game where you're like, what if our kid said this to us? How would you handle it? I've done it a couple of times to her. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a cu- like a while back ago when I was just starting to entertain the idea of, of kids. And uh, it's interesting because we didn't like quite land exactly on it the same. And I'm like, mm. like that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and Matt like, and I, I are, um, yeah, like we, there's some things we have different answers on. Sure. And it's like, how do you go about it? How much information do you tell them? How little? Mm-hmm. What do they do with it? I feel like it's it's going to be just as we're now realizing it because the more you're thinking about um, adults and relating a little bit, it's just it's just it's just as much as a learning experience as it is for them and as it as it is for you. It is um, crazy to think about. You know, your parents legitimately have no clue going into it, and you they you just expect them to have it fully. Fully down. Right. Um, I remember uh, talking to these, some of these with Madison, and we have some core things we both believe in, which is great. You know, we we all we completely agree that the kids need to be doing something at all times. They can't just like kick it, sports, clubs, whatever. If they're if they're really great education, then extra classes education wise, if that's something they love to do, yeah. um, it just has to be extra. Nothing. There's no, it's no like going to school and coming home and doing nothing after homework. Right. There's got to be extra juice. Um, I we both agree on martial arts at a young age. I think That'd it's extremely cool. important. I think it's extre- like uh, I want them to do jujitsu. I think it's really really important. It brings a lot of confidence in the kid um, and morals. Yeah, really strict morals and understanding and body control and. Um, temperament work is, you know, some grown man chokes you out one time. You kind of realize like where you're at in the totem pole sure. of things. Um, and then, uh, soccer at a young age. Mm, okay. We want him to like, or her to learn how to get lungs early, which was my big thing. I feel like when you play soccer, you, you run so much more than any other sport, like baseball, you kind of sit still in basketball. You kind of just follow the ball around. Right. Soccer, you're still following the ball around, but the field's bigger and kids are running around. And sure, knowing our kid looks stuck in the goal, though, and he'll be playing <laughs> patty cake in it. I think it builds a lot of character for sure. It's it's the, it's the mental grind. I think, um, I, I think Katie can also agree with this, and I'll just be, throw it out there. But, um, finishing what you started is a big, big one, one, is a big one for me. Big one. If you make a commitment and you make a commitment to a team, gotta finish um, it no matter how much you hate doesn't it, doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter how much you hate it. doesn't matter. It's not about you. Right. Um, you know, being big self, one for me, being selfless. Yeah. So like that's, that's, that's a big core belief and I'm sure that's going to be Katie too. But, for uh, sure. so no, I really haven't, uh, had that conversation. What do you, is there, is that the main ones? That one, um, we Martial handle, art, we handle soccer. All, yeah. Like something, tennis, golf. Um, what happens if our kid doesn't like sports? Cause my family is all sports. It was all sports all the time. She's like, well, my family wasn't like that. So what happens if her kid doesn't like sports? Bananas. Like, 
Um, be hard for me not to believe it because I'll be so into sports that our, our kids are naturally going to fall in love with it because how much I love it. Right. I mean, we're going to. So grow- it's hard, hard for me not to believe that. Growing up watching basketball, football, hockey. Right. Like, all the time. That's all we're going to do. Golf. Like if, <laughs> if the kids are home, the sports will be on, or I'll be on my phone watching sports. And that's how it was. Um, but if our kids didn't play sports, I wouldn't care. As long as they had something they're passionate about, I would just become passionate about that thing with them. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am as a person. Sure. It's not hard for me to find passion in something. Right. So. Does the, it doesn't matter. You can find love for skateboarding and sumo wrestling. It doesn't matter what it is, bro. bro I'm I, sure. I, I can find a niche and I'll, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> like it, it could be fashion designing. It could be what it could be something crocheting. It could be whatever this person can throw at me. Like debate club, you know, I'll look at the best debaters in the world and I'll start. Right. You know, it, so to Obsessing me, over it. Um, that isn't, we've had some uh, talks about how I handle certain situations. I'm finding out I'm not a very emotionally mature person mm. when it comes to certain responses. Okay. I, I do a lot of suck it up. That's yeah. A, it's a big one for me. Um, so, you know, had some talks about when it's appropriate to suck it up and when it's not appropriate to suck it up. So, you know, overall, my, my approach for my family has been suck it up, period. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, you got a, you got a nail through your foot and eh, suck it up. Oh, yeah. You broke your ankle. Eh, let's throw some fucking tape on it. Suck it up. Go back in there. Rub some dirt on it. That's uh, a classic response. Classic response for my dad. I remember he'd slap my ankle every once in a while too, when he tied <laughs> my shoe like as a joke. Like it didn't like I wasn't actually that hurt. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think you like, you know, recognize this. I was in pain at times, but I loved it. And looking back at it, I love that now. Like being instilled in that. There's not a lot I, you know, can't push through. I mean, there is there is a time and place for it. For sure. I and that's what my, you know. That's your that's your rebuttal back, right? Right. Yeah. And she agreed. She's like, yeah, I could see why you would want to install that into some people. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a time and place for everything. Now I need to be better with the time and places. But, you know, it was just so funny. Um, One that was so funny for me, but, you know, isn't that big of a deal? No crying in sports. Mm. Uh, I was going to say what um, it was it. I'm going to ask about like, what is the most meaningful or most beneficial thing that maybe your parents taught you like when you were playing sports? Was it, was it a toughness? Was it a, a gritted out? Was it a... Yeah, my, I mean, I wasn't that athletic. Um, my dad, I don't even know my parents drove me to everything and did everything. There was no like, um, my dad didn't have any insight really in basketball besides like get physical. Yeah. And my mom never played any sports like that. So she was just an ultimate support system. But no one really had any tangible real advice for me. So a lot of it was um, toughness. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was like you can, you know, get in there and just fight for an opportunity no matter what. You know, it was more, more my vibe. And if whatever I was doing, I could fight through it and fight through the pain and be a part. No matter what they do, I can get through it, which probably be the best thing they taught me. Um, my work ethic wasn't very great. But I don't know if if I even knew, like, people were getting up extra shots. 
that and it meant something mm-hmm. after sports or like actually putting in an extra workout. I thought the, what I was doing, like genuinely, if I went back and I asked someone, if like, are you think you're doing enough? I've been like, yeah. And I genuinely thought that. Like, right. I go practice every day. I practice for two and a half hours every day, right. five days a week. It's like, well, that's not really where, well, how much you would need to practice. I need to do like, I need to put in like two hours of basketball practice, an hour of shooting after the gym and an extra workout. Sure. For me to get to where I wanted to go, which would have been like a D2, D3 school. And I would need to double that output to get to a D1 school for my athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I need to be, you know, so. I mean, a lot of it is uh, is hard work. My mom hit me with one of my most memorable and most, um, uh, one of the moments where I was like, wow, that's actually really a really good beneficial thing that, you kind of just told me and she said whenever you get frustrated don't let the frustration overwhelm you use the frustration for determination and channel it into an energy and into a positive what you're going to go and do so don't yeah, don't let that's the, great don't let the frustration just like eat you up like use that energy and your determination to then make something positive happen instead of moping and blah, 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 and doing all that, like, all that's great, but you're putting your energy in the wrong place. Right. It's like, wow, mom, that was, that was great. I don't know when she hit me with that. 11 years old. Your mom did, get your super mom was frustrated. Great at that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. She was an athlete too as a kid. Yeah, she played a ton of volleyball and swimming. Yeah. Tennis. Um, my dad, baseball. Yeah, your dad. Basketball. I can see your dad being a great baseball player. Pitcher, shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, you could, could, you could see You could see him throw that rock around pretty well yeah, yeah dude he's got a temperament for it too he's totally he got a temperament baseball player mm-hmm. he uh, loves the mental side oh yeah look at that guy toothless in the front <laughs> hockey players have to have the, some of the worst looks man it's tough all right well that's a little fun little thing we did there um we'll look into some of our sports lives and what's going on and um yeah just reminiscing on some good old times here good but stuff. let's get back to the fair segment you know um Two weeks ago, we actually hit. We went with the Buccaneers straight up. This Thursday night game is awful. It's uh, Bears-Panthers, Thursday night football. Yikes. So, so we we're going we're gonna to skip on that. We're going to skip. <laughs> There's nothing fun there for us to win, but I, I've been high on this hockey bet, so I'm wondering, you know, we throw something out here for you guys, a little parlay, a uh, small one. Uh, we're going to go with the Red Wings to win, Lightning to win, and Predators to cover. Um, so take, you know, them in the spread. We're going to go parlay. Parlay. I mean, um, we're kind of cooking right now. So let the boys cook here. Um, a little hockey betting. What I'm doing is if you're ever doing a parlay, take the cover for an underdog. And for the person who's supposed to be favored, just take them to win. That's all I've been doing. And you've been red hot. And we've said it multiple I, times. This, we don't know what the score of the Ducks game is, but we could just hurt this parlay based on the 16 Ducks. parlay. Yeah. Tonight. I don't even really. Ch- I I read it just to see who we're betting on. Right. But, but I'm, you're not, I'm you're, not like, hey, which, what do you think about this? And what right. do you think? About-? I'm like, unless you really ask me for it. Like, I'm really not feeling the Penguins on this one. Like, what's your thought? I'm like, well, you know, let's move away from them. Let's take the capital spread. Great. Right. Let's go that direction. Love that. That's um, um fun little. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how we'll see if this hit. I'm really excited to check the scores. Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything for the people here? Nah, buddy. Let's wrap it up. It's good to be back. Better be than back. ever. We're and, gonna, the uh, YouTube videos are coming. Uh, you know, 
at some point here. We're going to be selling some. No, merch. they are, they are there. It's all coming, baby. We got the hats rocking and rolling. I'm not wearing them tonight, but soon to be they're soon on the be. way in the works. You know, we're, we're just a little small company trying to do something a little bit bigger. So, yeah. you know, good things don't come quickly that, Hey, wow. Let's really work out of here. You know, if we're hats are coming, merch is coming. You know, you can find all these updates on our social in the cabbage and all major listening platforms on all social media platforms. We're active. You'll see us. Um, should we be more active? Sure. We could be <laughs> sure. We could it's a be. work in progress, baby. We're work in progress. You know, um, we're in the cabbage and just a reminder, keep swinging. In the cabbage.